Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join us, you can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. we got more crazy COVID news on the way with now Germany enforcing a lockdown against everyone who is unvaccinated following, I believe, in the footsteps of Austria and one of the other neighboring gang governments uh, and local government gangs uh, lost their prosecution attempt against Cal Rittenhouse. And Matt, you've been following the Rittenhouse case very closely. It's Ian and Matt here tonight. Uh, again, the number 603-283-6160. What are some of the updates on that? Because it's been a couple of weeks since the verdict. So there's a rumor going around that he has sued Joy Bahar and Whoopi Goldberg from The View for $60 million. Until just a few minutes ago, that's what I thought. And I looked it up, and apparently not true. he's not suing them for $60 million. However... Is he suing them for anything at all? Uh, no. Not not as no. of yet. I think, I think uh, you know... From not from a libertarian point of view, it would be unpopular from a libertarian point of view to to do that. Well, um, he's not a libertarian. He's not a libertarian, and I suspect that those people, if the shoe were on the other foot, would absolutely do that to him. So that said, uh, they did spend a long time calling him a white supremacist and a fascist, and so you know other stuff that they had mm-hmm. absolutely no proof of, and the reason they didn't have any proof of it because he's not those things. Um, he Joe, said he supports Black Lives Matter. He did? Yeah, he came yeah, out after that's, that's he did surprising. an interview with somebody in, I don't remember, CNN or whoever, uh, but said he's a BLM supporter. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to support Black Lives Matter on a lot of fronts. Um, but that said, um, if he's going to sue anybody, apparently the first people he's going to sue has to do more with his legal defense fund of $2 million, which hasn't been realized. So, because you can support. The idea of Black Lives Matter, the idea that police abuse people. Yeah, sure. They tend to abuse people who are brown and black more often than they abuse uh, white people. I think that's. I don't think that really has to do with the color of skin, though. I think that has to do with people who are poor, and there tends to be a lot more poor black people than there does poor white people. But you could still support that, and at the same time, support property rights and not destroying private property. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, don't burn down the parts store. They didn't do anything to you. So, uh, but uh, apparently his idea, first and foremost, is to get his $2 million back from his legal defense fund from the f- former attorney who received it. And that attorney says he's turning it over. So that 
doesn't look like it's going to be a huge issue. Okay. And so um, he paid an attorney two million, and no, like- two million dollars was raised for him, and just kind of got lost in limbo. So he still got legal mm. bills to pay and things. You know, the lawyers need to get paid. Gotcha. And uh, so that's got to get handled. Um, other than that, the uh, he's kind of been shined on favorably by the press in recent. Uh, in the last week, basically, because he also came out and said that he's going to destroy. Actually, what he said was at the time of the interview, while he was talking, that his AR-15 that he used in the shootings Wasn't was that being not destroyed. His AR-15, I thought a friend lent it to him. His friend bought it with the intention of turning it over to him when he turned 18. Oh, okay. That was the idea. Huh. So uh, it wasn't necessarily straw manned. It was bought um, by an adult with the with the thought that it would be gifted to him or sold to him when he was able to receive it. Okay. So uh, legally able to receive it. So that said, um, he has said that he's going to destroy it or it was being destroyed at the time of the interview. During the interview, uh, he didn't want anything to do with that gun and the the, the press just because has, of the bad memories. There was right? no because of with him mm-hmm. and i think there's a, a neat a neat uh conspiracy theory to tell as far as that because could possibly what that because could possibly be um i think the press is probably going to bend that as look people shot people with a, this ar-15 and now they're and now they're regretful of it and no one should have these guns but i think kyle rittenhouse probably doesn't want that ar-15 and thinks it should be destroyed because right when he needed it most it failed and he had used the, used the forward assist so the what assist the forward assist what so on an ar-15 they're kind of an inherently badly designed gun huh. uh if they they can be jams? real finicky and they can jam mm-hmm. so what they did instead of fixing the the design they just added what's called the forward assist which is a button that you slam and it shoves the bolt into battery so if the bolt is out of battery you can just hammer on this button that's on the right hand side with what your, does that do the butt of your hand the, uh, the jammed it, it, it basically cartridge. forces it into battery so okay. if, if it's if the shell casing isn't all the way into the chamber you can hammer it into the chamber and wow. make it go so he had to spend an extra half second or yes whatever. so that's really not a reliable gun i too would if it's cheap ar-15 if it's a garbage ar-15 and that happened to him mm. when he needed it not to do that then I would probably be pretty angry at it too. I'd probably, and I know for a fact that uh, one major gun shop here in New Hampshire, it's one of the largest gun shops in the East. um, It's called Shooter's Outpost. Mm -hmm. Um, They have committed to sending Kyle Rittenhouse a top of the line AR-15. Wow. Uh, They've contacted his lawyers and said, if any, if you can find a gun shop in the area, they'd be willing to accept this top of the line sons of liberty gun uh sons of liberty um sons of liberty air 15 um we would be happy to send him one it's very you know it's an expensive top of the line mm-hmm. top shelf ar-15 that will not fail they are the battle ready ar-15 wow so uh cool. high quality unit and uh they have committed to sending him one free of charge and Hopefully his lawyers get back, and I would imagine they're not the only gun shop that has <laughs> done that. So I, I'm willing to think that Kyle Rittenhouse is probably swimming in top shelf AR-15s right now. Yeah, and uh, you, should, you, know, you should imagine being Kyle Rittenhouse right now. I mean, you've avoided going to prison for God knows how many years they were trying to put him behind bars for for <laughs> this. You were a 17 year old 
kid who I could just not thought, imagine. You know, a, a year and a half ago, you thought you were just going to defend somebody's property. You'd come home, go to sleep at night, and you know, go on with the next day of your life. And now, all of a sudden, you're an international, like I don't know, star is the right word, but internationally renowned yep. and internationally hated at mm-hmm. the same time. And you've just got. I imagine he's got so many different doors of opportunity that have opened for him, not just to get free guns, but, you know, who knows what other offers are coming in. At the very least, there's got to be book deals. deals, Totally. Yeah. uh, I mean, you know, exclusive interviews, big money opportunities. It'd be interesting to be... Yeah, wh- whatever. Yeah, it'd be interesting to be Kyle Rittenhouse and you know see what a day in the in the life of Kyle Rittenhouse is like now at age eighteen, fresh out of court as a victor Ugh. versus the Kyle Rittenhouse at seventeen. You know, a year and a half ago. If I were him at this point, I'd be just I'd just be doing a ton of meditating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> After all that stress, right. I'd really be wanting to take yeah. the edge. I'd really Where just be meditating. Where do you go from here? What's the next uh, step? Man, well, he wants to him. be a, a nurse, or uh, really? yeah, he said he wants to be either a nurse or or something else I can't remember but uh, huh. a lawyer a, no- a nurse oh, or a lawyer yeah so uh i mean i guess people get bit by the uh, when you get set free by a lawyer you know good job well done in a courtroom i could yeah. see how that could make you want to be a, a a lawyer you know but uh the kid is uh apparently well attached to the apparatus though unfortunately if we could what apparatus what, de- what do you mean the state apparatus maybe if we could you mean you know, he likes the government oh he loves the cops uh, you know. still i don't know still i don't nobody's asked him yet that's what somebody said a year ago and i'm like really after the cops well he was a cadet like and did? all that you know he's one of those kids that gets dressed up like a cop oh, for halloween really? and you know is you know it's all it's it's in his it's in him. So maybe any but the kid's eighteen years old. You know, there's still time to change his mind. But you, you know? would think the cops would have changed his mind by arresting you him, throwing think? him in a jail cell, and then proceeding to have their district attorney but friends charge him and try to put him in prison for the rest of. There's his There's also such a thing as Stockholm syndrome. So true. people That's are true. well. It's not it's not the Nazi SS officer's there's fault. There's only a it's, few bad apples. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know he's just doing his job, and they have to. You know, have to do their job. You know, Speaking so. of cops just doing their job, I asked you last night if you'd seen the video of the guy in the wheelchair getting can't, shot. Can't see you it. Want, you want to watch it? I don't, don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Richard Lee Richards, <sighs> age 61, shot in the back. It was more like the side, but still, he wasn't a threat to anyone. Uh, He's so, in a wheelchair. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair. I, I, you know, I don't think he was going to like all of a sudden lunge out of the wheelchair <laughs> and jump on somebody. But an Arizona police officer, according to TheGuardian.com, has... Here's a shocker. Been fired over this. Whoa. Yeah, so I guess the, the police department figured they couldn't really defend this one because normally they they just bend over backwards to try to defend their agents whenever they kill somebody in so, cold blood like this. Murder charges inbound? Well, not yet, at least, but he's been fired. The number is 603-283-6160. We'll tell you a little bit more about the situation, how it developed that a man in a wheelchair was shot to death like eight or nine times by a trigger happy cop i wonder if the trigger happy cops got a new job yet good question more coming up free talk live it's free talk live you can join us here if you want to comment whatever's on your mind whether it's uh kyle rittenhouse or the arizona cop who shot a man to death and amazingly has actually been fired. Like, this almost never happens. Usually when a cop shoots somebody to death or just shoots somebody or whatever, they burn your house down or whatever other terrifying, horrifying thing that they do to you. 
or somebody that you love or a total stranger, they usually just get a slap on the hand at worst and the department will usually come out and say something like, well, our officer was doing exactly as he was trained to do and uh, so we're not going to bring any charges and they never get fired. They never get any kind of penalty whatsoever. But So it's unusual to actually hear that, uh, according to theguardian.com, dude's actually been fired. And I'm just, I know you don't want to watch the video, Matt, but I'm going to have you listen to the audio I've of this I've seen video. so many of those videos. Me I am too. so tired of seeing people getting murdered by the cops. I am tired of it, too. Uh, but this one, you know. A paraplegic. I don't know if he's a paraplegic, but he sure as hell is in one of those motorized wheelchairs, so I suspect he's somehow... Severely disabled in some <laughs> yeah. way. How old is he? Uh, 61 years old. Richard Lee Richards shot multiple times and accused of stealing a toolbox from Walmart. So this video starts in the parking lot. They've got parking lot footage from the, the Walmart cameras, uh, obviously, and so you can see the man... In the wheelchair, as he's... He's in 84. I have a male suspect that just shoplifted. Like in front of him, he pulled a knife on me. He's currently westbound in the parking lot. As you can see, the, the man in the wheelchair with the policeman walking, just sort of like train, train along with him here. He's He's got, you know, maybe six feet between him and the man in the wheelchair. This is one of those motorized things, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's just tooling around in this parking lot. And the cops just following him, just and you can hear his voice. It's not like he's been running. He doesn't sound like he's exasperated. Or, it sounds like he's annoyed. Yeah, he's just like walking after this guy. And this unruly peasant is inconveniencing me. Right, and you can see the footage. This officer's just walking along with this dude, shining a flashlight in his face. Additional unit to Bravo One Eight at sixteen fifty West Valencia Road. We're gonna be ten thirty nine. Bravo, you copy. White male, flannel T-shirt. White hat, we're from a DD's discount. And Bravo 1A, we're currently northbound on Oak Tree, going towards the Lowe's. And Bravo 1-5 to 1-U-5, he's confronted by loss prevention. He pulled the knife on loss prevention while I was right there. And Bravo 1A, we're on the... So, look, dude's probably drunk as hell, right? Like, or crazy. Or crazy. You have to be one or the other to pull a knife out in front of a cop as you're trying to, you know, roll your little wheelchair out of the Walmart trying to steal something. Because that's what happens, right? Like, loss prevention's job is to observe the store and see if anything funky's going on mm-hmm. with people trying to steal stuff. And if you're trying to get out of the store, loss prevention's job is to confront you about it. Now, most cases, they, as I understand it, and this is... Me trying to remember 20-something years ago when I worked at, at Kmart. Uh, but they are not supposed to, like, physically apprehend you in most cases. Right. But I believe there are certain circumstances where they're, they're allowed to. And if you're in loss control and you want to comment, feel free to uh, to call in. But usually they have to call the police. And so the cops were already there by the time this dude was trying to come out the door because... Well, he's in a wheelchair. I mean, he's not going to run uh, anywhere real fast. He's not going to hop in his car and, you know, book it out of there real quick. So he's just tooling around the parking lot. East side of Lowe's in the parking lot, so just west of Oak Tree. Now, why it is this officer didn't disarm this man while he was in the store? Because, again, just a guy in a wheelchair pulls a knife. Okay. I, you know. This isn't so a, much this isn't a, this this guy is not an NFL player pulling a knife. <laughs> right. He's not a professional basketball player pulling a knife. 
He's a he's a disabled guy in a in a little electric wheelie chair. Right now, maybe the cop's paranoid and thinks that the dude's faking it, and he actually is fully able to like spring out of the wheelchair and stab him at any moment. How's he look? Tell me, this guy in the wheelchair looks like he belongs in a wheelchair. It's it's hard to yeah, it's hard to really say for sure from this footage. Um, he looks like probably a an old guy in a wheelchair. I don't think he's particularly heavy, but so then the footage cuts away from the like a cam in the parking lot showing the the guy in the wheelchair just tooling around and the cop following him and just talking on his two-way radio and to where the backup cop arrives. Now we got the cam from the chest of the backup cop. So that's what you're hearing here. And this person gets out of the car and immediately you can hear what the other cop is saying. Oh my God! Cop is no more than six feet away from this man, and all like he was doing—eight shots. Yes, yeah, several, several shots. I'll play it again. Stop now you need to stay. Nine. Nine. Yeah, he paused before the ninth one. The, the ninth was like a yeah. kill. It was a kill shot. Was that a headshot, the last one? Uh, it's hard to say. Whatever it was, the guy rolls right out of that chair and onto the ground. And then the officer proceeds to handcuff him. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they are literally, in order to be a cop, you have to be one of two things. Extremely psychopathic or, stupid. or extremely stupid. <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah. Oh, so, how, I, I'm so disgusted. With policing in this country, I wish there were good people on the police forces. There aren't. Yeah. And the other cop just looks at him. You know, she's just standing there. She doesn't doesn't say, what the hell are you doing, you lunatic? I I would have had a hard time not drawing on somebody doing that. I don't care if they're in uniform or not. That is clearly an an extreme, a lethal abuse of power. Oh, but he had a knife drawn, Matt. So he was there for a danger. Oh, my God. That's a (laughs) hard... And by the way, driving away from the cop. So it wasn't like this guy could, it wasn't like the cop could claim the dude in the wheelchair was coming at him. You know how they like to do that? That's when coming you're in a, right for me. Like if somebody's yeah, in a car those guys. and the cop shoots a guy to death who's behind the wheel of a car, the cop always says, he was coming at me. Yeah. Even if it I wasn't for true. for my life. Yeah. This dude was just literally driving his wheelchair Absolutely non, not back a threat. into the store. So he's like, like even if somebody's center. threatening, you have to assess, are they actually a threat? Yeah, no. If I have a retarded person who's threatening me, I really got to take stock as to whether or not they're actually a threat. Yeah. Well, is, I'll tell you what, guy- a man in a wheelchair facing you with a knife, probably not a threat unless he's faking. Right. And like all of a sudden lunges at you, in which case, if you're enough feet away, he's not going to get to you. Right. So you could stay away from him if you wanted to. It doesn't seem like even I don't care if if the guy had a machete. It doesn't (laughs) seem like it would have been that hard to overpower a guy in a wheelchair. Take it from him. And especially when the second cop, especially when the second Second cop cop shows up. But no, instead, the man in the wheelchair is not facing the cop. He's just pointing his wheelchair at the front, or what looks like garden center. It looks like he's on the side entrance of the store at this point. So he's like come out of the store, kind of tooled around the chair, and presumably gone around to the garden center entrance. The reason I can say this is because they actually have footage from inside also uh, the entrance. And then they, they switch to that for the very ending portion of this video, which I will post on our social media so you can see this for yourself. The, I don't want to give credit to the channel Police Activity. 
uh, on YouTube has this video where inside the garden center, you can see the dude's just coming straight at the door. Cop pulls up sort of on his uh, his left side and blasts him to death. The dude wasn't even going towards the cop. Who knows if he even knew the cop was there. He was maybe just that wasted. Maybe he figured he'd come back and return the item to the store. I don't know. <laughs> and then worst thing is there's a store employee who's basically in the line of fire. And so the cop is shooting at the store to store employee. Pretty too. much. They don't care about it's human life. Crazy. Cops are not safe people to have there's in society. There's more coming up. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know, we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched their investor token worldwide. It's available on XMarkets, exmarkets.com. You can sign up there with just an email address. You don't need to go through Know Your Customer requirements to trade on XMarkets, which is pretty handy because uh, you can keep your privacy intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptos there on xmarkets.com, trade them for Tether, and then use the Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision over at intercoin.org. And uh, once again, you can buy or sell e- uh, ITR on exmarkets.com. That's xmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. It's Ian and Matt in the studio here tonight. We're talking about a man... Uh, named Richard Lee Richards, who is now dead because uh, some cop... Shot him nine times. Yeah, loaded him up. Officer Ryan Remington of the Tucson Police Department walked alongside Mr. Richards for quite a while outside a uh, Walmart in a parking lot Monday evening. Right, Richards had been accused of stealing a toolbox from Walmart An employee contacted Remington, who was working a special duty assignment at the store. So the officer was already on the scene at the time, which is how he was able to respond so quickly. Uh, I don't know if that meant that he was... I'm not sure what special duty assignment exactly means. Why is there a police officer assigned to the Tucson Walmart? I I bet he was an idiot and they had to do something with him to keep him off the streets. So they posted him up as security at a shopping center. Well, as we uh, play, this is what they got. As we played the audio, uh, as he's like walking around the parking lot, sort of following this guy, uh, another cruiser rolls up, and we see the footage from their uh, what do they call it? body cam. Uh, he's shouting at the man in the wheelchair, "Don't go into the store, sir!" And he continues towards the front of the store while allegedly holding a knife in his hand. And then Remington fires nine shots. And Richards slumps forward and then is handcuffed 
by the man who shot him. <laughs> they to death. always do that. The guy's he's got a hole in his head. You put it there, and now you're going to put him, you know, in handcuffs. Now and it sounds like there was a finishing shot too. He yes. shot him eight times, and then pauses. and then a finisher. Yeah. And now look, uh, you know, news media is coming out with, especially the pro-police media out there coming out with information about Richard Lee Richards saying that he went to prison for 10 years for attempted murder and aggravated assault. And he did some crimes in the 1990s. And he was in the middle of a crime in this particular circumstance. However, the punishment should fit the crime. And the response... Whatever the violent response, if it's necessary to be violent, should only be escalated to the point of necessity in order to stop the crime from occurring. Right. To stop the suspect from getting away and stop them from continuing to possibly harm others. First of all, no one was harmed except for Richard Lee Richards in this particular case. He didn't have his knife at anyone's throat. He didn't, you know, slash at uh, any of the employees but allegedly what he did do according to the police chief in tucson and as reported at theguardian.com said the walmart employee approached richards and asked him to show a receipt for the toolbox richards responded by pulling out a knife and said here's your receipt according to the police chief remington ordered richards to stop and hand over the knife knife to which the walmart employee heard richards say quote if you want me to put down the knife you're going to have to shoot me Magnus condemned the shooting Tuesday, saying, quote, his use of deadly force in this incident is a clear violation of department policy and directly contradicts multiple aspects of our use of force training. Well, it's surprisingly refreshing to hear a police chief actually say something like that about one of his own employees. That's that's really amazing, actually. Yeah. Uh, where's the charges? Well, those, uh, those haven't come yet. That's what I really want to know. Yeah. Everything else is talk. He added he was, quote, deeply disturbed and troubled by Remington's actions, and as a result, the department has moved to terminate him, who'd been on the Tucson police force for four years, which, of course, makes you wonder what other issues Mr. Remington, the officer in this case, has had in those four yeah, years. Union will get him a job in Albuquerque. Uh, he probably already works there. He's probably on the schedule. <laughs> Tucson's mayor declared the actions unconscionable and indefensible and goes on. Uh, so let's see, what else do we need to know about this? Pima County Attorney's Office is reviewing the shooting for possible criminal charges against Remington, and that is the story as it currently stands. So, dude was a felon, dude was a violent felon, allegedly, said, you're going to have to shoot me to get me to drop this knife, but is that really true? Uh, Right, is that, come on, he's literally tethered to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, this guy's not... A threat. I mean, yeah. he could be. I mean, he could still be a scumbag. He might, you know, ride up behind somebody and stab him in the back or something. You know, who knows what this guy's capable of, capable of? But one thing he's not capable of is <laughs> getting, getting aggressively violent against a perfectly fit <laughs> pair of cops. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was reading again one of these like pro cop blogs where they claim that the officer said he didn't want to use. He couldn't use his taser because of the angle. The chair was blocking his taser. <laughs> first of all dude you shot him from the side okay (laughs) he wasn't behind him number one he was from the side was clearly like on the side maybe slightly to the behind and number two dude wasn't a danger so you could have just run right in front of him and shot him with the taser go you're wearing like you know combat boots go kick yeah. him in the chair and knock him you over can knock the chair over knock yeah. him over spill him out i mean they're they're a little bit you know they're meant to be stable but 
you could kick that guy over. <laughs> it's just so tragic. And anyway, uh, just just the latest example. And, I, and I'm I'm like you on this, Matt. I'm so I'm so overloaded with bad cop videos with police I murder can't stand videos. Looking it's at so them. tiresome. I've seen so many cops murder so many people over the last, you know, nearly 20 years that we've been doing this show. And it's one of those topics that if we wanted to, we could be Cop Block Live and we could just, you know, talk constantly about stories like this because there's just no shortage to this. It's nonstop. Yeah. It's nonstop. In fact, I think Cop Block Cop Block actually kind of came to an end mm-hmm. or slowed to a crawl largely because the people who were doing it were just worn out. Yeah. Constant work. Constant. It never changes. You can't. Unbelievable amount of material to put forth. It's like, you know, it's not going to stop. No. No, it's not going to stop. And uh, what can we do to actually change the situation? Because remember last year there were huge protests. You know, they, that's what Black Lives Matter was purportedly yeah. focused on. There were a lot of people who were legitimately upset about police abuse. And what has changed? I mean, Minneapolis, the sort of the epicenter of this stuff last year, there was a proposal to replace the police department with some sort of community service organization, which is the police by Other another cops. name. Yeah, it's the police under a different The badge, same dudes. Basically. And that failed, you know, and... It was obviously just symbolic, but still, the symbolism didn't even go through. It, no. like, it didn't even pass when the voters voted on this thing. Most people don't appear to have had enough. Uh, they have not had their fill of police abuse. They still, a lot of people still trust the police and trust the system and, and the government. So what's it going to take to change this? Disbanding of the state. Mm. Um, That's it, huh? I, I would hate to say it, but also possibly... Uh, an extremely violent, sudden pushback by civilians. Um, you know, I the, the, I gotta say, there's only one thing that's gonna change a cop's mind, and that is an extreme wake up call. They are people who speak and think in terms of violence, and I don't think anything will speak to them except violence. Well, I don't support violence as the solution. I don't either. I think I don't either, but get, I think that's really the only thing that's going to get through to them. I think that what you get is you get more violence. You're gonna when you when you go to violence, they respond with and more violence. That's what they're looking for. Yep. That's what they're trained. Yeah, they're for. they're begging for you to do something like point a gun at them or anything. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. So there has to be another solution. I like your idea of ending the state. Obviously, that would that's know, the piece. That is the literally problem. the most peaceable version. Yep. There's more coming up here in moments. It's free talk live. insane police violence the latest episode is a cop shooting a man to death in a wheelchair incredible with eight no nine shots uh not a man was not a threat in any shape way shape or form he actually according to another story i was looking at was put into a wheelchair while he was in prison so something happened because you know they don't have the best health care when you're in prison no 
So something happened to this guy while he was, you know, in his 50s in jail. He went to jail in the in the aughts for some sort of crimes he committed in the late 90s, apparently, and spent 10 years uh, behind bars. And during that time, ended up in a wheelchair. So he wasn't faking it or whatever. And even if he was faking it, the dude was trying to go into this gr- the uh, the Walmart or whatever or this another article said it was a Lowe's but whatever store it was he was trying to get into the back into the store or go into this store and he was driving trying to drive the wheelchair away from the cop so he wasn't like coming at him with a knife in his hand in any way a threat but no cop blow, just blows him away and so we were just talking by the way th- Unbelievably, the police officer's actually been fired in this case, which is shocking. Incredible. Whether or not charges will be coming is another question. We'll, uh, if we hear any updates, we'll certainly let you know. But this this leads to the larger question of what to do about this situation. Uh, a lot of people think they can just put some tweaks into the system, rename the police department, retrain them as though that's going to do anything. Most of the the suggestions that were coming out last year were just milk toast. I mean, there was just yep. nothing that was going to do anything substantial. Uh, Substantial to change the government policing system and matt you had suggested just end the state entirely and and what what that would look like would be very interesting to see because then what we wouldn't have anymore is a monopoly on these services of so-called protection right now, mm-hmm. obviously no one was protected in this particular instance right uh, but in that's a privatized society you'd have a lot of liability people right. would really really have to think about taking a human life if there was like serious liability at, at hand at stake and that's an important point and one of the things that is a benefit to being a police officer from the perspective of the psychopath you get to murder anybody you want is correct they have what's called qualified immunity mm-hmm. where uh, basically as long as a court hasn't ruled as long as the supreme court hasn't ruled clearly that the in the exact same circumstances in a very similar case that the same action from another police officer was wrong then basically the cops got what's called qualified immunity as long as it's something that hasn't been ruled on specifically by the supreme court and 99.999% of situations haven't so then the cop just says, well, I, I, I just did the best I could. I yeah. didn't know. You know, it's and, funny. Uh, a friend of mine was set, mentioned, I think it was yesterday the day before I read it in a chat we have. He said, uh, he's saying that the, the average, the difference between the average police mindset when it comes to shooting people and the average, say, concealed carriers, uh, citizens mindset when it comes to having to kill someone is the cop is looking at it through a lens of, do I get to kill this person? Mm. And the concealed carrier is looking through it through the lens of, do I have to kill this person? Yeah. You know, it's a different, entirely different psychology for two different people. And the cops are, I I, I don't, I don't, I don't like collectivizing anybody, but the cops kind of make themselves into a collective in the first place. So I guess it's a a thin blue line, baby. Us versus them. It is us versus them. As long as I get to go home to my wife at night, you know, if I get to go home in one piece at night and see my family, I'll murder every last man, woman and child in America, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, you know. That's their mentality, by the it way. We're, we're not just like we're not just reaching or whatever. They're yeah. they're a lot of them have this mentality of it's our team versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's and you know I think that might go back to public schooling too. Like mm-hmm. they're they're so forced when they raided our house. That ATF guy was absolutely not. He was probably a the captain of his football team in high school, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good enough for his dad. Wow. You know what I mean? That's that's what it seemed like, and and. 
you can tell the people that were forced through or were like driven at any cost to be good at team sports in mm. school. And that was really the only thing that mattered. Um, I wonder if team sports are put into educational systems for that purpose to get kind of everybody into a collective mindset, the team, the team mindset, you know, there's something to be said for being able to work in a team. There's another thing to be said for people who can only work in a team and are driven to work as a, as a unit or that believe that their team is always right. Uh, Their team is always the king, the king of the crop. Let's talk about um, some specifics though. So we're not going to end the state overnight. Unfortunately, as much as I would, I wish there was a button we could press and just wake up tomorrow and have it be gone and let the market come in and provide protection services. And, and like you were saying, do it on full liability of their actions. Cause in Mm -hmm. a marketplace with liability for your actions, if you hurt the wrong guy, you could be in trouble. You will be in trouble. You, you will face you're probably going to be full commercial liability yeah, for that. Yep, It'd and be you're going to have to pay. Your, yeah, some you, insurance company is going to have to pay, and, and then they're going to come after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably case. not going to want to insure you anymore, or your rates are going to go sky high. You would really, really, really have to do a lot of quick calculation in your head when it comes to pointing a gun at a human being. Which means that they're going to have to be more cautious, more careful, make sure they get the right guy, and make sure mm-hmm. they take them that person down with the minimal use of force necessary. Right. And that would become the standard. And anybody that is showing signs of being a hothead or trigger happy They will not crazy, work at the security agency. They're they, gone. They would not work for me. They're not going to get in in the first place. And if they start showing, if they manage to get in and they start showing signs that they're like this... They're gone because they're a risk. And And no one else will hire What that says is that police can get – police who are like that, the people who are like that can get jobs as police. They can get that job and they probably want that job. Of course they do. So it's probably a lifetime goal. In in the presence of a stateless society – those same people would no longer be police. They would probably end up being criminals. (laughs) Right. Yeah, there's no more protection for those people in the absence of the state, in the absence of qualified immunity. Now, since we can't end the state immediately, people aren't ready for that yet. Um, I hope someday in our lifetime that that will happen. We can talk about ending qualified immunity even with the state around. And that Mm -hmm. would be a step in the right direction to actually let the put the cops on notice. All right. As of now, qualified immunity is gone. Mm-hmm. You will now possibly be held liable for your actions. So you keep that in mind as you go around doing whatever it is you're being called to do out there. And that's going to change how a lot of situations play out. What's the libertarian take on getting rid of unions for public employees? Oh, that's a great plan. Yeah. Why should they be able to have a, you know, special rights or whatever? Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good proposal. Get rid of the unions, and I I feel like that's actually been proposed by some of the state reps in the past in in New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. So it wouldn't surprise me if somebody <clears throat> took another uh, shot at that one. Uh, so another one, of course, is to lessen the number of laws that the police have to enforce. Now that won't per se not it's not going to root out the bad apples or anything like that. But if the police are less often having to enforce laws, meaning that if there aren't prohibitions on drugs and prostitution and gambling and, you know, ownership of things that have been made illegal, right? Like if if we just wipe out all prohibitions and you just wipe away all these stupid, you know, fundraiser things like 
well, we don't have seatbelt laws here in New Hampshire, but 90, you know, 49 states have those. Yeah. And, you know, all kinds of examples of just stupid crap the police use to just pull you over just so they can go fishing. Get some money. Know, try to, get, you know, sniff around your car, look for other violations, try to catch you in a lie or whatever, right? Just get rid of all that crap and have it be so the police are really only investigating crimes with a victim. Okay, that way they're going after murderers and rapists and arsonists and you know people destroying property. And at this point, they don't really do that either. No, like, it's you much know somebody threw a bunch a of garbage smoker. on our yard. They came and looked at the garbage. Said, "Yep, there's garbage on the yard." Uh, any idea who put it there? No. Oh. Can you investigate? No. <laughs> you know, later, unless we saw them. So, and and that's it. That's just you know something stupid that happens in our in our in front of our house. Not mm-hmm. a big deal, but. They do the they take the exact same tact when it's like a rape. Oh man. You know, like important things that happen. They they feel the same way about those. But you know, we're talking about people who beat the crap out of their wives at a rate of forty percent across the board, so maybe they just don't care that much about rape. If the, yeah. If there uh, if there were no drug prohibition, then at the very least you know the cops wouldn't think they can get away with stealing drugs or planting drugs. Mm-hmm. And there just would be no option for them to commit those sorts of violations right. of people. So the fewer laws they're enforcing, the less often they have to come into contact with people. And so the less often they're coming into contact with people, the less often they're going to kill someone's dog. Yeah. Right? So if you want to comment, welcome here. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's the number. And speaking of dogs, it's another thing that is just so hard to watch with the cops. Constant just love dog dogs. hunting. 603-283-6160. Some guy had his house robbed. The dog chased, this is recent, chased the robbers off. Dog was still on the porch when the police came from the neighbors calling the cops. And the cop just walks right up on the porch and kicks the crap out of the dog for no reason. Unbelievable. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings. The simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. you're invited if you want to join us here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 with you in the studio tonight it's ian and matt and we get some actual good news because the first hour was pretty depressing with a cop shooting a man to death in a wheelchair yet another story of just ongoing police abuse a little bit of good news in fact I would say a lot of good news in this case. The latest study is in, Matt, and turns out our very own New Hampshire, which 
to which you and I have migrated. You came from New York. I came from Florida. Mm-hmm. Best so you, thing I ever did. You came from the least free state, mm-hmm. number 50 out of 50. And I came from a relatively free state. Florida also has no income tax like New Hampshire. Um, but uh, New Hampshire has defeated Florida as the freest state, according to the 50, or sorry, Freedom in the 50 States study, which is a yearly, it's either yearly or every other year study. I'm not sure if it's uh, consistently done. But uh, Freedom in the 50 States, that's uh, with five zero. Freedom in the 50 States.org has the full details. But I just wanted to share with you their sort of overall summary of why this happened. Okay, let's hear it. So, number one, New Hampshire has overtaken Florida in the fifth edition of the indexes. There's only been five of these that have come out over the last several years. This time, New Hampshire has regained the crown as the freest state in the Union. In the more distant past, New Hampshire had a huge lead over the rest of the country on fiscal policy, a lead that partly dissipated between the year 2000 and 2008 because of big increases in local property taxes, which were in turn driven by growth in education spending. Oh, It has rebounded quite a bit in absolute terms, but has been eclipsed by Florida and Tennessee on the fiscal front. New Hampshire grabs the top spot overall because it does well in both economic freedom, its third place, and personal freedom, second place. Something that's also true of Florida, but is not the case for Tennessee. It could be a challenge for rivals to catch New Hampshire next time because of policy changes in 2021 in a pro-freedom direction, including tax cuts and the passage of an education freedom accounts program. And by the way, I learned something interesting about the education freedom accounts. Have you heard about these things? I mean, I've been hearing about them through the back channels for a long time because they're free stater people who are working on stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's a new um, streaming show that has come out. And of course, it's you, know, you can play it back anytime you want. But uh, some of the free staters like Carla Garrick and uh, Jeremy Kaufman and uh, Justin O'Donnell and some others are doing a weekly show. It's, it competes with us. It's on Monday uh, Monday evenings. But they're doing a show called Free State Live. And <laughs> and I Good love it. Them. I love it. And and so they had on Kate Baker, who is a free stater who I think she's I think she's a free stater. Almost I'm almost 100 percent she is. Anyway, she uh, she is active in this field of education freedom. Mm. She works at like a charity that helps administer educational freedom scholarships, for instance. And they worked to get this education freedom account thing passed in New Hampshire. Now, apparently, there are some other states that have similar ideas where, as I understand it, basically parents can opt into this thing and say, hey, we're going to take our kid out of government schools and we'd like to get our check. And the state essentially issues them a check for whichever school or i think it even qualifies for homeschool i'm not sure about that but i I think it might qualify for homeschool where the state essentially then pays for the private schooling at that point we should get some of those people to call in and let us know exactly how all this works and yeah, it was interesting because what what she was saying was Jody Underwood has worked relentlessly yes. on this for years. This program is actually apparently administered by a private charity. Un, unlike the other, so one of the things that differentiates the educational savings accounts in New Hampshire from the ones that are done in other states or that are going to be done in other states cuz like they all kind of got passed around similar time frames, New Hampshire implemented theirs within 8 weeks because Ooh. it was a private charity 
that is administered sort of like the go-between between the parents and the and the school system or whatever. Whereas in the other states that have admitted that have passed laws that are similar, it's the state government that does the administrating of the scholarship funds. And so the other, you know, the other states, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to take a year, maybe two years before we can implement this. Whereas New Hampshire, eight weeks. Boom. It was on. Gorgeous. Yeah. So so now you can actually do this as parents in New Hampshire, which is which is pretty exciting. And and like it's been overwhelmingly popular, apparently, so far. And I bet. I bet the, the the hardcore control freaks hate, hate everything it. about it. They oh, hate yeah. everything about it. Lately, the the leftist news in New Hampshire they're freaking are out. every single thing they have written or podcasted comes off as an absolutely absolutely as an advertising piece for the free state. Yes, <laughs> and it sounds yeah. so like oh, we do all those things. Wow, we're totally awesome. Thank you for telling the whole world how great everything is here. That's exactly what's going it's on. It's hilarious. Here. And they absolutely are blaming the Free Staters for all these amazing success stories. And they should be. Uh, The New Hampshire advantage, as they call it, could get even stronger within New England. The three states of northern New England pose a stark contrast in economic policies and for most of the late 20th and early 21st centuries, economic outcomes. New Hampshire's overall tax burden is well below the national average at just 8.1%. The state government taxes less than any other state except Alaska. And I suspect that has to do with the Alaskan checks that get handed out. Right. We show a decline in state taxes as a share of adjusted personal income from a high of 3.8% in fiscal year 2002 to 3.0% today. Let me repeat that. In 21 years, sorry, 19 years, the state government actually spends less as an adjusted share of personal income now than it did uh, 19 years ago. So it was 3.8% in 2002, and it's 3% today. Wow. Meanwhile, local taxes have risen from 3.7% of income to 5.1% from 2001 to 2019. I bet that's Keene and Manchester and all the cities screwing up that that curve. I bet the smaller towns aren't like that. Could be, but it's also down from a high of 5.6% in 2012. That's great. So that's going Let's down. Let's keep going. Let's New, keep going. Yeah. New Hampshire is therefore a highly fiscally decentralized state. Granted, staters have quite a wide choice in local government, with 2.8 competing jurisdictions for every 100 square miles. Government debt, which is 12.7%, consumption, 7.9%, and employment, 10.1%, are all much lower than average nationwide. And in all these categories, we see improvements since 2010, especially on the debt side. However, cash and security assets are below average and have been dropping. New Hampshire's regulatory outlook is not so sunny, however. It's still an above-average state and improving relative to its past when a decade ago it ranked in the mid-30s. So it's still it's doing better than it was 10 years ago. The Granite State's primary sin is exclusionary zoning. Both measures suggest that New Hampshire is among the more regulated states, although one measure shows improvement since 2005 relative to the other states. Part of the problem might be the absence of a regulatory takings law. However, the eminent domain law is strong. The state has a renewable portfolio standard on labor market freedom. New Hampshire is below average primarily because of the absence of a right-to-work law and of any exceptions to the workers' compensation mandate. So, New Hampshire isn't perfect. It's not a utopia, but it is 
the freest. Wait, state. there isn't right to work in New Hampshire. There is not. I thought that that I thought that that happened. Not to my knowledge. It's huh. been proposed, but it's I think barely didn't pass. Yeah, you know, I come from New York, and New York is a right to work state. So one of the things I was super surprised about when I moved to New Hampshire is it's not a right to work state. Mm. It's pretty amazing. But yet you don't have a huge problem with union influence here. You don't. Yeah. But I don't want to give them a foothold one bit either. And and right to work is such one of those confusing political terms. It's like, well, what do you mean right to work? What's that? Yeah, there are shops anything? that can keep you out if you're not a part of the union. So you're forced if right. you if you want to apply your trade, you're forced to join a union. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the uh, the wins here in New Hampshire and some you know, legitimate critiques. Again, uh, we do have zoning, but not every town does. So it's a town-by-town decision right. in New Hampshire. So if you want to avoid zoning, there are places you can move to in New Hampshire where you don't want to just build something. You just build it. There's no one to go to and beg for their permission. That's where we need to go. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Ian with you tonight. Oh, sorry. Let's try that again, Matt. And Matt. Now it's working. There we go. Uh, Bitcoin.com is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Just click Get Started at the top of the page there, and then uh, you can start learning. Because Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, this is a concept that is not going to go away And if you're not in a little bit yet, you're nuts. Well, and you know, it might be a good time to take a look at uh, making a buy because three weeks ago it was like $68,000 for a Bitcoin and mm-hmm. now it's around 57000 So they say buy the dips. Yeah. I can't give you financial advice or anything like that, but it seems like that's been a pretty good plan over the last decade. Is it financial advice to talk about Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin's not money. According to the feds, right? Well, that's well. It depends on which feds you which ask. Which feds talking about? Uh, they certainly seem to think it's money in the case against the crypto six. Uh-huh. Suddenly, and, it's money. It's money. Yeah. It is when it's, it's uh, when they it benefits want it to be. them. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, so you learn more about crypto over at Bitcoin.com. Again, click get started. Watch the at the very minimum. Watch the first video. Three minutes of your life. You'll get down some of the basic concepts about you know decentralization and what makes cr- cryptocurrency different from the government monies that we've been forced to uh, to deal with for so long. So get over to Bitcoin.com. If you're not new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got that as well over at news.bitcoin.com. And we're talking about some news that we consider to be pretty big here, and that is that New Hampshire has retaken the number one freedom ranking in all of the United States. And that's not good enough for me, though. No. We don't want to take the number one spot away from Florida. We need to Barry, Florida. Yeah, I agree. We need to be one by number one by a mile. By a mile, it, it does not need to be a close contest, and it and it has been in in the recent years. But New Hampshire has taken the lead, according to FreedomInThe50States.org. We were kind of going through uh, some of the things that are great about New Hampshire and some of the things it needs to work on. And as they point out here at uh, FreedomInThe50States.org, New Hampshire does have a little bit too much regulatory action. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what would really, really help? You know, we could just turn number one back over to Florida. Why? 
by not being one of the 50 states anymore. Ooh, I like the How way about you're we just thinking. pull the plug on that whole deal altogether and then we don't have to be. We can just be number 1 on a list of 1. We would be I think New Hampshire would be the number 1 freest place on the planet without it, the federal government. I think it already is. Holding it down. I think it would be where else is freer than other than I don't know because I don't know. Hong Kong, you know, even Hong though it's Kong's being run Chinese by China, property. economic freedom though, it it does beat the United States. Now, that's the thing. We don't on the international freedom rankings, they don't break out the states. So we don't get to see the comparison of well, what does New Hampshire look like compared to Hong Kong and Singapore as far as economic Can freedom? I own a gun in Hong Kong? No. Then I'm not free in Hong Kong. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think you. May, I think you make a strong argument that New Hampshire may very well be. It's just no one's ever done that before. Uh, the Fraser Institute does do a Freedom of the World, but they don't break out the states in that study. But they also do a Freedom of North America, and in all of North America, New Hampshire is the freest place. So it beats every state of Mexico, it beats every province of Canada, and it beats every other state. New Hampshire's number one in that study. That just came out, by the way, uh, within the last couple months. And now you've got this other study, which is Cato Institute, uh, freedominthe50states.org. And by the way, uh, Freedom in the 50 States, it's a newer study. It hasn't been going on as long as, say, Fraser Institute has, but... uh, it's very interesting stuff. They got a nice little interactive map that you can look at. And we'll give you the bottom five coming up here. And we'll give you the top five and the bottom five just so you know where some of these states are at. You can check You know what out. I want to do? I don't I don't want to be the freest place in America. I don't want to be the freest place in the world. I want to be the freest place in the universe by a mile. Like I don't yeah. want any close competitors. And then I want to ripple effect that out to Maine. And to Vermont, and to Northern New York, and to Northern Mass. It's going to be tough because Vermont's got a lot of socialists. <clears throat> it does, except they're really only in the cities. Vermont mm. suffers from the same problem you get yeah. everywhere else. You get city folks trying to control the rest of the population in cultures and places they don't even understand. They don't care that exists. They're trying to force their way of living onto everybody for whom it's irrelevant. I want to go on here because that's way off in the future, right? Like we've got a totally free New Hampshire first before we'll have any chance of it spreading, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that once that does happen, we will set the example for the world. Mm-hmm. And whether it spreads directly to Maine or it spreads, you know, to Guatemala or whoever it is that goes next, I think there will be a next after New Hampshire. I think that's probably true. I hope so. Uh, but let's talk more about what this summary here from, you know, why did New Hampshire take over? Why did it defeat Florida uh, and take the lead again? So New Hampshire was number one. Florida bounced in for a year and New Hampshire's New Hampshire's back. And this this is predicting that New Hampshire will distance the lead in 2021. Cool. So, what can we do? What Like on a, on a tangible other than secession, what can we do that would make it even? What, how do we widen that gap? Well, that's easy. You just move more freedom lovers to New Hampshire. That and would by, help. Yeah. And by freedom lovers, I mean people that are libertarians, not conservatives. Okay. I'm not talking about people that want to control you from your religious beliefs, right. control your body. People that understand what the non-aggression principle is. That you Actual should, freedom right, lovers. Right. Those people who are willing to be active need to forget about this Florida-Texas nonsense and actually 
move to New Hampshire mm-hmm. because that's where the only gathering of libertarians is. I understand there's a lot of people who've moved to Florida recently, and if you're from California and you move to Florida, you've made a better move. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You're moving from like state number 48 to state number two as far as freedom is concerned. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame you for that, but you didn't really research it. You just like, oh, I'm following a trend. Florida sounds nice. It's it's warm. I'll go there. When the reality is the migration of freedom lovers is to New Hampshire. If there's a bunch of libertarians who move to Florida, they won't have an impact. And that's because Florida is a huge effing place with over 20 million yeah, people. It's giant. It's tremendously large. You cannot just spend a morning driving to, you know, the state capital. Like for us, it's an hour to Concord from here in, you know, an hour and 10 minutes from here in Keene, from the southwest corner of the state. So if we want to go down to the state house and you know testify on some legislation, which is our right to do here, and every single bill gets a hearing, by the way, that doesn't happen in most states. Uh, if we want to go down there, we just you know hop in the car. Hour later, boom, we're there. Yep. You know we can spend a few hours at the, the state house and go to lunch and go home, mm-hmm. and it's just one day. It's no big deal. And also, doesn't New Hampshire have the largest government in the world in terms of like people who work? In, in elected offices? Well, like you something. mean as far as representatives. Yeah. It's got actually a very small government as far as the number of bureaucrats and like dollars per right. you know, tax dollars. But elected collected. officials, there's like 400 or... Yeah, there are 400 state representatives, 24 state senators. And so therefore, the 400 state reps, rep, quote unquote, represent about 3,000 to 3,500 people per. Right. So if you, very, if, very you if you don't like a piece of legislation, you probably know where the guy is who voted on it. You can go yell at him on his front porch. Yeah, you probably will run into him at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's good chance of that around here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And what you're citing is one of the myriad of reasons why people chose New Hampshire as that destination for the freedom migration. Mm-hmm. It's only coming here, and thousands are already here. More coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com it's free talk live number for you to join us 603-283-6160 we are talking about the latest study and it is not the only one just the latest one that shows that new hampshire is the number one most free state of all the 50 states and it was just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Fraser Institute study that found that New Hampshire has the most economic freedom of all the entirety of North America. So, again, this, is, this one actually takes into consideration personal freedoms as well as economic freedoms. Very, very interesting study over at freedominthe50states.org. With you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. And Matt. And I want to say thanks to Brianna Hansen, who is a Free Talk Live supporter. 
via our new AMPS program over on our new Patreon. You can join that over at amps.freetalklive.com, as Brianna has done. And she is a silver amplifier, which means that she is uh, sending five bucks a month into the AMPS program. You get some cool perks for doing that. Head over to amps.freetalklive.com. You can join us and help us uh, continue to spread the ideas of liberty all around the United States and beyond. We got over 185 great radio stations that air this show throughout the week. We can have more than that, but it does take it does take money and it does take effort. So thank you for your help with that, Brianna, and everybody else over at amps.freetalklive.com. So New Hampshire number one again and uh, retaking the number one seat. And as you say, Matt, we need to make New Hampshire number one by far. We need to make it so there is no one else in striking distance. That there is no other threat. There's no question in anyone's mind. It's like you want freedom. You go to New Hampshire, That's son. right, and then we can stand on top of a pillar of greatness and look down on all the peons who are less free and say, you'll never get here. You'll never be able to be as good as we are. You guys can't do it. You suck. You're always going to suck. You can't do it. Well, they, so maybe that'll make them like want to try. Well, they could get here. They just have to move here. They have to move here. And, you know, for but now. But for those who insist on staying in New York, you know, then fight fight harder I then. I feel so bad for those guys. I saw. Schmucks. Uh, What's the dude's name? Larry somebody who ran for the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Larry. Larry somebody. Larry. Yeah. Somebody. Larry. Um, I know who you're talking about. That guy. He ran for governor there. Sharp. Larry, Larry Sharp. Sharp. That's yep. his name. Uh, and he's he's running for governor again, and he wants tens of thousands <sighs> of dollars so you can, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars so he can throw more money down the rat hole. Put it right in the toilet. That is New York politics. Walk away with another 2% victory or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, if you've got money to donate to liberty-friendly causes, donate it to New Hampshire. Donate it to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. It's actually getting things Kicking done. Butt. That's actually reviewing hundreds of pieces of legislation every single year and giving voting recommendations to all of the state reps on how to vote on bills if they want to actually support liberty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'd like to see? Incredible stuff. What could use some funny? I'd like to see, you know, libertarians have done a great job. I, You know, the word co-opt is such a gross word, but they've basically co-opted the right wing in New Hampshire at this point. Yeah. There's no reason... We can't be speaking to the left wing as well. I agree. You know, there are ways that there are very appealing things about libertarianism to lefties. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, what you're referring to is that the freedom lovers that have moved here, a lot of them have gotten involved in the Republican Party. It's been, it was just and, lower hanging fruit. The, yeah. the, the left wing in New Hampshire is extremely heavily guarded yes they're by, very paranoid they're extremely paranoid and they hate the thought of their followers and the, like the people who aren't actual political operatives right. of hearing anything that might be appealing so they guard their flock with oh yeah knives out i would like to see some money coming in to maybe help us dull their knives a lot and getting the word out to the democrat flock because there are a lot of democrats in new hampshire who aren't extremists yeah that's true and uh, and you're right they are guarded i remember years ago there were a couple guys here in Keene. uh one of them andrew i forget his name he did the marijuana protests years ago and another guy, Will, uh, they tried to show up to one of the Democrats' meetings and were literally barred from entry. Yeah. Because they knew who they were. They knew they were free staters. Yep. 
And later on, the Dems had to relent and let them in because it's a public meeting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, will not be allowed if if you are a uh, if you are a, a, a someone who who has dreams of being a free stater. You want to make the move to New Hampshire sometime, and you have some slightly more socially liberal leanings. Um, you're not so much worried about the economics, and you plan to maybe run as a Democrat here. I'm going to tell you right now. Now, do not let the Democrats know that you have anything to do with the Free State Project. Yes, they will, do not let them know they that you have... Li- do, do not use the word liberty in front of them. Mm. You have to come in a wolf in sheep's clothing, get into the, de- the that Democrat Party, probably show past Democrat cred, mm. and, and then maybe they will let you... But they are extremely paranoid, and they vet the hell out of anybody who comes into their meetings yeah i suspect there are people who are doing just as you've suggested who you know they the being a rep, the idea of being a republican rubs them the wrong way and they know that the free staters are having success infiltrating and taking over the republican party and they want to do the same thing with the dems and they're just being real quiet and real careful it, about it's gonna it. have to be with the with the democrat party in new hampshire and we got to get it we need to get them we just got to yeah. get them for the sake of getting them because we got to get them. Got to. We've got to have. Uh, we got. It needs to get to the point where every single race is a free stater versus a free stater. Yeah, and they don't even know it necessarily. And that's basically what we have seen on the national political front. Except it hasn't been free staters versus free staters. It's been Trotskyists versus yeah. Marxists. So let's take a little bit back here. Let's drive the commies out of the Democrat Party. I think there's going to be a lot of Democrats in New Hampshire. Some of them are leaving. Very, I know. They're leaving. I, they, they're literally picking up shop and they can't stand. Oh, my God, the horrors. You know, it was funny. Uh, you mentioned some of the posts that these people have been making online. Like the leftists are freaking out. They're freaking out. Over the libertarians. And the freakouts they write look like advertisements. They really do. <laughs> Uh, they had a 90-minute long infomercial like a month ago where they spent literally an hour and a half just going over all the amazing things that we do here. Like, you know, you can move here and then people will come to your move, like your move-in day and like five, you know, <laughs> help you move people in actually unload a huge moving truck. And they mentioned Mark Warden, the porcupine real estate agent in this actual 90-minute infomercial. Uh, I mean, it basically was like an infomercial. They did their research, and they really do do their research on this movement. And, and they the think it sounds bad. To, to, you're right. It sounds delicious. It's to like- us, it sounds great. And that's fantastic. And they've been doing this kind of stuff for years. So this isn't that new. It's just, it seems like now it's happening more often. Now there's more like visible caterwauling about the Free State Project. They're, they're even saying things like the Free State Project is working. Like they've said things like that publicly now. So in case anybody was wondering whether or not this is just some sort of pie in the sky with no proof of concept, no. They really do acknowledge the Free State Project, the movement, the migration of libertarians as their greatest threat. They hate us. They hate and us. There's no other place in the United States or in the world for that matter that I've heard of. Where libertarians are hated like this, where libertarians are targeted like this, where libertarians are talked about in any way like this. It's if you're a libertarian in New York, California, Florida, Texas, you name it, you are nothing. You mean nothing to the people in power. Not at all. They don't want to listen to what you have to say about their legislation. They don't care about what you think about their candidates. They don't care about your candidates when you run candidates because they know. 
you ain't going to win. And here we are accused of owning the government, owning the, the governor. Oh, oh, the governor? <clears throat> yeah, they say they say that we're we own Sununu, which is when the reality is we're protesting in front of his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it is really, but in a way, we we do hold a lot of sway with the GOP in New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. So maybe well, you know, the, you, the maybe in a way, the governor does. You know, the governor might have to take a knee to the libertarians in that, uh, New Hampshire. The on a reason level. why the libertarians have had so much success, I think, with the, the GOP is because if you can fog a mirror and you show up at a GOP meeting, they're like, "Oh, thank God, someone under the age of fifty It showed I up." Mean, they can't even. And just FYI, I've been to the Democrat meetings. Democrat meetings, there are no spring chickens sitting around in those I either. They're, they're bigger meetings. I would say that there's more people at those meetings, yep. but they're not. They're, 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 they're not. They're old. 603-283-6160. And they're not necessarily us. all about that Marxism. They're old Democrats. The Jeffersonians. Well, a lot of the Dems grew up with guns in New York. Yeah. You've got to remember that. Uh, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Whatever you want, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Matt. And I uh, want you to know about our Odyssey channel. It is a way for you to not only watch us live, but also watch the show later on if you want. It's backed up by the Library Protocol. And we've been posting our video archives to Library for years now on Free Talk Live, and now they're offering live streaming through Odyssey. What Odyssey is, is something something Library actually created back in 2020 as a competitor to YouTube, because YouTube has gone, you know, totally corporate, totally evil, and, you know, they may delay, uh, delete our YouTube channel at any moment. We're not streaming there anymore because they keep striking us for talking about things the government doesn't like, basically. And so if you want to have more freedom to, uh, you know, share videos, you should get over on the library protocol. You can go to librarylbry.com, learn more about the protocol there. You can download the library desktop app if you want to go all in. But at minimum, you should follow our Odyssey channel, which, again, they're, they're kind of tied together. Uh, you go to video.freetalklive.com to follow us there. That's video.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls and thoughts, Richard is first up here in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Richard. Yes, I began working today on building a case against the city of Albuquerque because they're not enforcing their no-smoking regulations and ordinances at the bus transfer center, the University of New Mexico Hospital, and other places, and I quit smoking 36 years ago and i'm almost 71 years old and i remember when in 1964 the surgeon general started uh, requiring the signs on the cigarette packs Mm -hmm. that said smoking is dangerous and hazardous did you think back then that smoking was okay until the surgeon general said otherwise Pardon? Did, did you believe, prior to the Surgeon General putting the signage up on the packaging, did you believe that smoking was good for you prior to that? Well, I was 14 years old when uh, 
the Surgeon General came out and I really wasn't all that knowledgeable, but in the meantime, I've uh, developed a medical background and yeah, I, uh, it's I mean, do you really been... need to have a medical background to realize that inhaling large volumes of smoke on a regular basis might not be good for you? Well, it, it helped uh, me quit, that's for sure, because I also smoke marijuana quite often uh, <laughs> for about 14 years. I'm a Vietnam veteran. So. I got gotcha. you. Richard, let me say, I just don't know if you're going to have any success against the city of Albuquerque because usually, and you know, this isn't legal advice, and you know, maybe you can find an attorney who wants to take the case, but usually when it comes to governments, uh, they have no obligation to do anything that they say they're going to do. And I thank you for the call tonight. I, I, I wish you the best. You know, it's frustrating when a, when a government gang says they're going to do a thing and then they don't do the thing they say they're going to do right yeah, also generally they they're the ones handing out permits for places like bus stations and they're the ones that are in mm-hmm. control that kind of thing and they push out anyone else who might become a competitor you mean in like a city bus yeah kind of sure yeah. yeah so you, you can't true. you know they're, that's so heavily regulated that nobody else is allowed to come along and open up a bus station that might be smoke free and enforced right. you know they, that could point. be that could be enforced from within you know you see somebody lighting up a cigarette well security agent that works for the bus station might come up and say put it out or get out yeah you're not allowed and, on our but bus. they're not even allowed to open those stations anyway because the city says well we've already got one we don't right. need another one but then they drop the ball. They say they're going to enforce this new thing, and then they don't. They do nothing. And the, the thing is, you know, there have been so many court cases where much more serious matters have been at hand, like mm-hmm. people being murdered and raped and the victims trying to call the police, the police never coming for whatever reason. Maybe they think it's a bad neighborhood. Maybe they think the call is BS. Whatever their reasoning, they don't show up. And so those people who are getting, you know, assaulted decide to... Uh, file suit and then the supreme court rules no sorry the police have no obligation to provide you with any services they have no obligation to protect you they have no obligation to show up they have no obligation to do anything and it's not just the police it's every government agency out there the only exception that i've i've heard about to this is unless you are in their protection like their actual like if you're their ward right so if you are if you're under arrest if you are under arrest if you are in their prison you know if you're like a juvie or whatever if you're an adult in prison or whatever if their job is to keep you alive then they're supposed to but otherwise they got no obligation to do i wonder if you. that's because they have no they have no right to exist in the first place where does the constitution say the government has a right to create a police force I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if that's the root of their lack of responsibility legally. They that's don't, an interesting they don't, they legal. Don't, they shouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah, that's an interesting legal question. If you want to weigh in, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sarah. Yes. Did you hear about that? Uh, the latest that they have the government funded um, shoot up dope house. That you a have dope to house? bring your own. Yeah, it's like you have to bring your own dope, like a heroin house. But they mm-hmm. they watch you shoot up, and if you overdose, or they come and revive you and rescue you. So they they actually have this open in New York, Manhattan. 
Yeah, so would this be called an injection center? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a, that's another, I think that is the official name. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they had these in Amsterdam, um, the Netherlands, uh, they had these in Europe. Yes. So then, didn't they, how many, like 8,000 people died in overdose uh, last year? Uh, was that the... You what, mean what just in Albuquerque, 8,000? No, no, I'm talking about nationwide. Nationwide. People, nationwide, it's like eight. 10,000 or something. Is that I all? I don't know what the... Okay. I, well, with the, with the people stressed out from the coronavirus, I... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would so think it would be higher well, than that. Honestly, that seems low to me, but uh, what about it? I mean, why did you bring up this injection room? Well, the thing about it is it sounds ridiculous how... Does it, um, but it, there, it sounds ridiculous that we're just going to give you a safe place for you to shoot up. It sounds crazy, but the benefits of it is that the needles, they throw the needles anywhere. And, of course, they find people dead, you yeah. know. Um, and then another thing is that they exchange, if you bring them the heroin, they'll give you a methadone and substitute. Those huh. They're trying to actually wean you off of the real drugs and get you off of the drugs. And now, who's else. running the injection room? Is it the city of Albuquerque or is it like a private charity? No, it's actually in New York, but I want these here in New Albuquerque. Oh, so we got so oh, okay. many drug addicts. Yeah, I, you know what, Sarah? Yeah. We don't agree on a, on a whole lot, but I got to say I'm, I'm with you on this to the extent that it is not run by the state. Now, I suspect that in a place like Albuquerque, it probably would be, but I, I don't think these are a bad idea. And I understand that that, you know, obviously there's a certain group of people that says drugs bad, must prohibit arrest, you know, like they can arrest their way out of this problem. It's never worked. It's never going to work. And if you can actually give people who have an addiction some harm right. reduction, this is what this is called is harm reduction. OK, so the idea is you accept the idea that people are going to use drugs. OK, we know that's true. Right. There's no amount of mm-hmm. like there's no amount of television commercials that's going to talk people out of it. No amount of propaganda is going to change this. And certainly no amount of policing is going to change no. it. And so you accept the idea, all right, people are going to use drugs. Now, what can we do to make sure more of them survive the experience and possibly get help so they can stop being a drug addict? Well, here's one one idea. And Sarah's got an interesting idea. Let's give people the place to go where they can actually safely inject this highly dangerous chemical with clean needles instead of sharing needles around and getting hepatitis and you know Why? HIV and and all this and so you get a fresh you get a fresh needle you can have a doctor come out and talk to you or whatever like a, somebody who's a, a consultant and they can help you if you want to get help otherwise at the very least it gives you somewhere where you can go where you're not as likely to get robbed or you know get some sort of disease i i don't think that's a bad idea if it is not subsidized by taxes, if it's something that is done, and thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight, if it's done voluntarily, like Fine. you know, charities are provided, like a church provides the room, and people donate money for the needles, and they know that the government criminal gang, known as the police, isn't going to raid the place and like arrest everybody, then I think that's a step in the right direction sure. for those people. If you want to weigh in, thank you, Sarah, for the call there, 603-283-6160. Of course, legalizing it entirely would be the best step, but this is like this is a baby step here. More coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. 
Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Open phones if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. We've been talking about it. I want to continue with a story from Freedom in the 50 States announcing New Hampshire has once again taken the lead and is the number one most free place in the United States. Arguably... The most free of the entire planet, although sadly there's not an actual study that's been done that says that. So we're just saying it. Right. And and even if, you know, we're still, that's really just saying that you have the most shiny turd. This is true. Yeah. New Hampshire by no means is a truly free place, but it is by comparison, not as bad as uh, the rest of them. And it's going to get better, too, as more freedom-loving people come here. In fact, the the metrics are already showing that New Hampshire is improving over the last 10 or 20 years. And uh, it certainly doesn't hurt to have free staters, as they're called, liberty-loving activists who've been migrating here, as you and I did, Matt. Mm -hmm. Uh, You came from New York. I came up from Florida. And uh, and thousands of other people from, in fact, around the world— uh, have come here. Most of the thousands are from here in the U.S., but there's some people as far away as like Russia, yeah, that have come here, yeah, and they've China. made a better life for themselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, Lily the lady Tang from China, Williams. Lily Tang. She's speaking uh, this week. Actually. She speaks in a lot of places. She does. She's amazing. Well, she lived. Uh, she's seen how bad it is. She's, right. She's seen Maoism, actual Maoism, and, and that escaped is, it, and, and escaped it, and that is. Wow. And then came to the U.S. and managed to escape from uh, Colorado, I think, most recently Mm -hmm. to get to New Hampshire. We go to your calls and thoughts. Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you all doing today? What's on your mind? Good, buddy. How are you? Well, good, good. Um, Yeah, I wish to discuss the uh, idiocy that went on in Scotland here a couple weeks ago. What's going on in Scotland? The Climate Accord. Okay. And uh, this all goes back to what they, you know, they used to call global warming, and mm-hmm. before that, they called it global cooling, and now they just call it climate change. Yep, right. Well, by God, climate always changes. Yes, it does. That's the nature of weather. But when I was a kid, they claimed that the uh, the pole was shifting at about 30 feet a year, and now that standard has gone up to 30 miles a year. Hmm. So and I remember I remember some cat when I was a kid saying that uh, by the time I don't know I'd had five generations run twenty twenty five or whatever or twenty five hundred that uh, Michigan would be much more like Florida. Man, why can't that be happening right now? Because honestly, I'd really prefer some warmer weather up here. I know in, I bought uh, all that it, land it on top of that mountain, hoping that I'd have beachfront property, and I'm yeah. just screwed. well, it is happening. Because right now we're uh, the lakes aren't freezing up here. We're both north of the forty fifth parallel, right? It's here. too early for the damn lakes to freeze, or at least around here. Maybe it's different there in Michigan, but you know everything's going to freeze here. It's just going to take until January, February, which is pretty typical. I don't well, know. I don't think deep, I buy it. We got the we got the deepest lakes in all of the world. Right here in Michigan, we got mm-hmm. one third of the fresh water in the whole in the whole globe. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But uh, the whole point I'm getting at is that uh, the globe is shifting, 
and the uh, the libtards are trying to use this as ammunition. Well, that much is true. They definitely want to use "quote unquote" climate change to create more taxes, to create more regulations, more control on business, as though any of these things are going to somehow affect the entire planet. And I, I think the the hubris of that. Yeah, and you know what the worst part about that really is, is that they use they have everything with them is fear mongering. Yes. It's constant fear mongering. And the thing that really sucks about that is maybe some of the stuff they're fear mongering about is stuff that we should be afraid of. We just can't tell which things are things that we really need to be on the lookout for because they do nothing but cry that the sky the sky is falling yep and uh, thank you uh major Payne, for the call tonight and but then again that's the state kind of what it does is it it has to fear monger whether it be about climate change scared people are easy to control right whether it's terrorism or covid or you know you fill in the blank drug dealers at one time hiv you know they've always got to have some sort of boogeyman gun nuts Sure, anything. Malicious, right? Malicious, uh, yeah. they got to have a boogeyman out there, quote-unquote, domestic terrorism. That's right. Uh, in order for them to justify their existence. And, of course, this was put so brilliantly in the movie uh, V for Vendetta. About I think it came out about 15 years ago mm-hmm. now at this point. Uh, where the, the main baddie or one of the main bad guys in there, Sutler, I think was his character's name, is like, we need to remind them of why they need us. That's right. Yeah, and that's what this is well, all Well, you said that about. really well. Yeah, this is... That's <laughs> it what sounded this, great when you said that. That's what this is all about. They want you to feel like they are necessary. Mm-hmm. That if it weren't for them, we would all be killing each other, which is ridiculous. So strange. Uh, you know, here, That's such a backwards thought. Right. Here in New Hampshire, the reason why things are peaceful isn't because there's a bunch of cops around... Because there's not. Like in some towns in New Hampshire, there's no cop. There are no cops. They, they've actually fired them. There's we had some one towns. that walked home from a town yes. meeting where they dissolved the police department. He walked home in his underwear because he had to leave his uh, uniform behind. No, he didn't. No. Uh, that's, that's the way false. I like. That's that, false. That, that, I like to tell it that way, though, because it, it's hilarious. It's actually <laughs> false. It's funnier the way it's really happened, though. He he left his uniform behind in a hissy. <laughs> so he was, he was a, throwing a hissy fit. Yeah, he was so mad he got fired or whatever. And they dissolved his the police department. Right. They weren't going to have police anymore, and he took off his gun and his badge and his and his <laughs> uniform and left it on the floor, <laughs> walked, walked home, home in, the cold. in a snowstorm <laughs> in his underwear. Yeah, and I hope he moved the hell out and went oh to Massachusetts God. or no something. Kidding. So, yeah, they, they want you to think that they're necessary. That's what it's all about, because if you believe in them, that's what they need. They need your belief. It's a religion. It's truly a religious belief to believe in the idea of the state. The state doesn't exist. Go ahead, find me the state. And I don't mean the ground. I'm not talking about the land and the trees. That's not the state, okay? Yeah. The, the state is a gang of people, and they it's an idea. And they want you to be confused. Like, they purposefully try to confuse you with this, this terminology, because to people, the word the state is a confusing term. Does it mean the organization of people that tickets you for parking too long or does it mean the beautiful mountains and the the rivers right are we talking geography here are we talking like an institution yeah we're talking about the institution when we talk about the state you know when i talk about that we don't need the state i don't mean we don't need land i mean we don't need this criminal enterprise right 
of people trying to foist their belief systems on us through fear and violence. That gang of criminals writ large, as Maria Rothbard called them. Exactly right. So that's what we're trying to do here in New Hampshire is get people who think like we do, who understand that the state is a criminal enterprise and it's a monopoly on violence and it needs to go away. We need to end it and look back someday and say, just like we do with chattel slavery, you know, we look back and say, how could people have done that? to one another how could humans have done slavery yeah and you know i think about it even in terms of like our friendly neighbor next door bob he worked mm-hmm. for the city government for who knows how long he does and, yeah you know and he, bob's not a bad guy bob's a great guy he works in construction his job would exist without the <laughs> his city. job would totally exist yeah. without the state don't yeah. work for the state and i feel bad like in the future if we get rid of the state i i would hate to have people thinking back about how bad that bob guy was he's really not a bad, no, guy, not a bad guy but he has a he hasn't, you know, he shouldn't, uh, he shouldn't work for the government. He should do no, that but, job. Like, you know. that, that's an, especially, that's a super in-demand job. There's always people looking for expertise on building and things, and he's got it. So yeah. sell that, Bob. Can be a consultant. The real money's in consulting anyway. <laughs> right. So that's what we want to do. We want to have people come to the same geographic area, and New Hampshire is that place. It was chosen for many reasons. There's actually a nice little guide called 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. We made it into a movie. And it's actually seven years ago. I cannot believe that movie's that old. I'm in that. I think I am, too. Uh, And then that was actually based off of a text file, like an old text list. It's now PDF file that was made back in 2002, I think it was. So almost 20 years ago, this document came out. But it's still relevant today. There's probably even more than 101 reasons today, given all the cool things that Mm -hmm. the Free Staters have done here and all the amazing success stories that we've had. And those are some of the reasons why New Hampshire is the freest place in the United States, according to freedominthe50states.org. There's more to this story, and I want to share it coming up here. Uh, Plus, your calls and thoughts are welcome. And if we get the chance, we'll give you some of the COVID news, which, you know, that's not not good news. Uh, On the way here, but your call's coming first here. 603-283-6160. You can join us. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, the number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And we're raising funds for a charity that's new to me. And when I first heard about it, I was like, well, that's an interesting approach. So Give Directly is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients who are in need and use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. In the past decade, they've delivered $400 million plus to over a million people. That sounds awesome. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives like employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away to choose for them. And isn't that what you would prefer? If so, Free Talk Live is matching your donations to Give Directly, which is the first nonprofit, again, that allows you to give money to families in Bumet and Khalifi counties in Kenya who are in need. 
Free Talk Live is matching the donations up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, head over to give.freetalklive.com and help these areas plagued by drought, floods, and food insecurity. There might not be a better way to help families in Kenya. That's give.freetalklive.com. Uh, Ian and Matt here. We're talking about, uh, thankfully, a place that is not having problems with poverty. New Hampshire actually fairly uh, fairly well off, fairly wealthy by comparison to uh, the rest of the, the planet. And that's because of our level of freedom that we have here, which is also, well, arguably the best in the world. It's certainly the best in North America. It's certainly the best in the United States, and that's based on a couple of different studies that have come out within, I mean, they come out over the years, and New Hampshire tends to be number one. It's number one again as of the 2021 studies. Now, these studies do use numbers that are usually a year or two old because they got to, like, gather all the data. Yeah, and, it takes a while. You know, you got to calculate it all out. But the authors at the Freedom in the 58, Freedom in the 50 States.org study are saying that in the next uh, in the 2021, or this is the 2021 study, but so like within the next study or two, they expect New Hampshire is going to pull ahead even further into number one. Like we're number one right now of all the 50 states, but they're expecting we're going to distance our lead. We're going to put some distance in between number one and number two, which is something that I think we both want to see happen. And the, the free staters are certainly working towards. And the more freedom lovers we get to move here and get active for liberty, the better off we're all going to be. I'll tell you, one, one, there's something to not like about that. I I hate it when people say, well, you haven't created my perfect libertarian utopia for me yet, so I'm not moving. Good. We don't want you. You're not welcome. Not not welcome. Stay out. Just stay wherever you are. Stay right there. But if you want to come here and help us push forward and make this work better, stronger, faster every day, we, want we, can't, we can't get you fast enough. What can we do to help you get here? So I just want to go through the rest of this little uh, feature here that they wrote up over at freedominthe50states.org about New Hampshire and retaking the number one spot. And they've been kind of looking at some of the benefits of New Hampshire and some of the struggles, some of the difficulties. Like we've seen uh, lowering tax burdens, for instance, in New Hampshire. They actually uh, cut out like they they lowered this year earlier that this year. Now, this isn't actually factored into this one because it happened this year. Mm, right. But uh, but this year they eliminated some business tax entirely and they lowered the rooms and meals tax. So now it's less uh, tax when you go out to eat on the bill that's great it's not a lot but they did it a little I, bit i've heard that there are some restaurants who haven't caught up with that new legislation they're still oh really yeah they're still collecting somebody uh recently i think one of the freeze daters basically went into a restaurant it was a greek restaurant and the guy was like no you need to update we're, your systems we're, we're collecting all of this tax uh so that's the bill thank you new hampshire has no state level minimum wage did you know that yeah, I did. Yeah. New Hampshire follows the federal government's minimum wage, which means that when New Hampshire secedes from the federal government, there There's will be no, no minimum, minimum wage. wage. Health insurance mandates are low, but the state mandates direct access to specialists hobbling managed care. A telecommunications deregulation bill was passed in 2011 and 2012, but the state hasn't yet adopted statewide video franchising. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, the state is above average on occupational freedom solely because the health professions enjoy broad scope of practice. The extent of licensing grew significantly during the 2000s and continued in the past half decade, ins- which is bad news. That's right? got to go. Uh, insurance freedom is generally better than average, except for some rate classification prohibitions. The hospital certificate of need law was abolished in 2011 and 2012, but that only became effective in 2016. Now, do you know what one of those things I is? I don't know. As I understand it, that is where a hospital has to essentially ask permission from the government to open up. 
They have oh. to like attain this certificate that it's necessary. Oh, certificate of need. Yeah. Like there's a like they can't put a hospital unless the population yeah. in the area demands they it. They or just something. can't just open up a hospital. Uh, I'm pretty sure the market can figure that exactly. out. Exactly. So that was that got they got rid of the certificate of need. Oh, good. A decade ago, and it went into effect in 2016. So it's only been five years since that happened. Household goods movers are still licensed. There are no price gouging or sales below cost laws, so that's good news. New Hampshire is one of the least croniest of all the states. The state's civil liability system is far above the national average, and punitive damages were abolished long ago. New Hampshire is quite personally free. Incarceration rates are low but rose significantly around 2011, only to get better again in the last few years. Drug arrest rates are also low but had moved up from 2011 to 2016 before falling again. Non-drug victimless crime arrests are down substantially after being only about average for years. The state enacted a significant asset forfeiture reform in 2016 and is among the top states. Tobacco freedom is below average, unfortunately, and taxes are fairly high on tobacco and smoking bans are extensive. The state now has a limited anti-vaping law. Educational freedom is extensive in the Granite State. A liberal tax credit scholarship was enacted in 2012 and a local option voucher law in 2018, raising the state significantly above average on educational freedom, even though compulsory schooling lasts 12 years and private schools require state approval. A 2021 expanded educational savings account, which we talked about earlier in the show tonight, will help the state improving its ranking in this category. So the 2021 educational savings account did not factor into this year's ratings. That's going to be coming in either next year or the year after that. So we're going to solidify our educational freedom. And I don't know if they mention it in here, but in the interview I heard this week on Free State Live on Monday night, uh, there was a the, the lady that they were speaking with talked about homeschooling and how easy it is here in New Hampshire and how accessible it is. And there's like barely any state regulations on homeschooling here. What would it be like in the, some in the near future <clears throat> to have some dystopian nightmare going on everywhere else except New Hampshire and like Florida and Tennessee? Oh, and, Florida is going to be a dystopian nightmare. Yeah, the, the guy down there is a police statist. He that that is the drawback of that of that place. But as far as economic freedoms go, uh, what will it be like to be able to look at other other states looking at our states saying, "Why are they doing so well? Why are those states thriving? We're living in poverty here on mass." Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have socialists running the show. Well, we're going to run them the hell out. There are still some of them in the state government. They're in the minority at the moment, and hopefully we can solidify that uh, against them coming up in the state elections of 2022. There's a little bit more here on this summary on why is New Hampshire the top state. It's not perfect. There's still a lot that needs to get work done here. Use your help. And we can use your help. We need thousands more. Honestly, a few thousand people has made a huge impact Imagine here. if we had another 5,000 people show up. It'd be incredible. <laughs> if we had 10,000 show up, it'd be, we would have, I think arguably we may already have more activists than the Democrats and the Republicans do. Mm-hmm. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month, so drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com.
603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian and Matt. We're talking about the Freedom in the 50 States study. we got to give you the bottom five and the top five. Haven't done that yet here from the latest edition that just came out December 1st. And it's published by the Cato Institute, their website, freedominthe50states.org. Very, very interesting, very interactive uh, kind of site. And they break it down by category. So there's the overall rankings, which we'll uh, we'll give you here in just a moment. We're also sharing their summary of New Hampshire and why it's the number one most free state in overall out of all categories. Uh, now, not in every category. So in some states, it's it's lower than others. But, you know, the average came out that New Hampshire is number one overall. And uh, it goes through some of the downs and some of the ups because, again, there's still a lot that needs to change here in order for us to have a truly free place in which to live. Not to speak, you know, they don't talk about secession here, but obviously that's something that I think you and I want to see, Matt. Yep. And a lot of people want to see that. In fact, there's actually a bill that has been filed. We are still waiting on it being assigned a, a bill number, but it's what's called a CACR or a concurrent uh, or constitutional amendment concurrent resolution, as they call it here. And that will allow, if the Senate and the State House pass it with 60%, over 60% to vote for it, then it goes on the bill or the ballot in 2022. And then the people of New Hampshire then have the chance to vote on whether or not to leave the United States. Which I doubt anybody would. I doubt too many people, like the citizenry, would vote for that. I don't know, man. I think they might. I think it'd be great just to see. I think it would be an eye opener for them to see it. Yeah. On the, you know, it's like, hmm, that's even an option. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the whole point behind this is to get the conversation started, is to get people talking about it and then do it again in two years and then do it again in two years. But, you know, there's some interesting studies that have been done uh, that show Americans are, by and large, sick and tired of this stuff. Yeah, but people like, are still addicted to that. You know, we go through public school and we get yeah. 50 nifty United States and sure. 13 the original colony. You know, we hear that stuff oh, yeah. as kids and it's like, it's and ingrained the in us. the anthem and the Pledge of oh, Allegiance. Oh, the Pledge of Stand up and sit down and, you know, abide by the edicts of our church. You yes. know, and it, and it's and it's horrible. It, People don't even realize that they're they're religionizing yeah. this. No, you're right, and it takes a lot to break somebody out of a cult. Yep, it and does. That's ultimately what we're talking about doing here. So finally, uh, that's just the last paragraph here in the story about New Hampshire. Again, they're I, they're just sort of uh, highlighting some of the ups and some of the downs where New Hampshire needs work and where it excels. Because New Hampshire has only charitable gambling, it scores well below average in the gambling freedom category. Its ranking should improve because of 2020 legalization of sports betting, however, here in New Hampshire. But again, that wasn't included. 2020 numbers are not factored in right. to the 2021. So we got to get to 2022 before 2020 will be factored in and 2023 before 2021. So there's a two-year delay. Anyway, cannabis freedom is above average, helped by the 2017 decriminalization law, but dragged down by an inability to fully legalize cannabis. Alcohol freedom is about average. The state monopolizes liquor retail and wine wholesale, but the effective tax rate is extremely low. Wine, but not spirits, is in grocery stores. It is one of the two best states in the country for gun rights. The constitutional carry bill enacted in 2017 helped with that. New Hampshire has neither a seatbelt law nor a motorcycle helmet law, which, of course, are two big winners. A lot of people like to point to those. They don't even mention New Hampshire does have a seatbelt law, though, for for children, right? If you're a kid in the back seat, you have to wear a seatbelt or something. Uh, And they don't even mention the fact that New Hampshire has no income tax, but we don't. 
and there's uh, and no sales tax here. So like there's a big there's a whole list of really there's cool no estate things. tax either. Yep, there's a whole bunch of cool things about New Hampshire, and you can again go to one oh one reasonsfilm dot com. Check out the hundred and one reasons Liberty lives in New Hampshire, and really, if you care about freedom. Start making a plan to get up here as soon as you possibly can and, and help us with this. So they have recommendations, policy recommendations for New Hampshire. What do they need to do, according to Cato and Freedom in the 50 States? Fiscal category. Local governments need to get a handle on school spending and taxes. That's a fact. Totally. Uh, if you look at the tax bill right now, it's like 70, 60 to 70 percent of the tax bill. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If schools were were completely marketized, if government got out of, of schools, tax bills would, would be... Slashed. I've said it for a long time, and, and I've said it to teachers before who've never even heard this type of thinking. I'm like, they're like, what will we do without our public schools? I'm said, and I say, they'd be the same schools. You can keep the same building. You can keep the same employees. We just sell it to you for one dollar, yeah. and you guys can administrate it. You're the teachers. You're the ones who know they best. Run it better. Why do we need all this bloat in there? And they're like. Well, yeah, but what about curriculum? Well, curriculum will no longer be dictated by you or the if, feds or the feds. And and if and if you want to earn my dollars, if you want me to spend ten thousand dollars a year with you to send my kids to your school, right, you're going to give me a curriculum that I want to see. I want to see logic and rhetoric. I want to see the seven liberal arts and sciences right. taught at school. And uh, if you start there, you'd be you'd be turning me on to send me your money for sure. And after a while, the teachers start looking at you like, wow, that. That's actually smart. That's actually not very crazy. Um, can we do it? State government may be able to help by moving town meetings and local elections to coincide with state elections, boosting turnout and diluting their political power of insiders. Regulatory? Pass a right-to-work law that's consistent with free association, as described in the text. And finally, personal. Legalize more forms of private gambling that pay out at a higher ratio than the state lottery, and therefore, even for anti-gambling advocates, should be considered less exploitative. So those are some simple recommendations. I would go further. I would, you know, they, they're obviously very, very basic. Uh, they need to abolish all forms of licensing. Absolutely. Uh, right off the gate. Now, New Hampshire isn't the worst state. It's kind of, from what I hear, like mid pack or maybe a little better on licensing. Like, we don't license a whole lot of things in New Hampshire, but, uh, like, for instance, you can be a, a contractor with no license in New Hampshire. Can you? But yeah. you can't be a hairdresser Correct. without a license. Correct. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so abolish all licensing, and that includes medical, right? Because Absolutely. Right now, it's more important than ever to have a place where people who are getting fired left and right from the medical establishments mm-hmm. out there, if New Hampshire could lead the way in that and say, all right, you don't need a license to be a doctor anymore. You don't need a license to be a nurse. You can still get a certification. You right. can still go to all these independent sure. places and get certifications to be nurses and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you want, if you just want to open up shop and hang out your shingle and if people want to come to you, they should be free to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And you know what? There's a whole bunch of people who wouldn't go anywhere near a shop like right. that. But there might be a few. And if that person turns out that... That they're hurting people and killing people or misdiagnosing people and they're dying of the cancer that they said they didn't have, Mm -hmm. then we're probably not going to put a whole lot of stock in that doctor and not go to them anymore and they'll soon cease to be a a doctor. Let's let the market decide on these things. Of course, easy. Ending all prohibitions. They talk about uh, gambling here. They suggest, you know, legalization of cannabis. But actually, what I think would be best is if we saw complete decrim of all drugs. Now, we're seeing. Oregon State is experimenting with this on a personal level. 
And they are going to be doing that. Uh, they started in February of this year, so it hasn't quite been a year yet that they've done that. But it's that's unprecedented. It's never happened in the United States. It has, however, happened in Portugal for almost the last 20 years, and it's been a tremendous success. So there's no doubt that this is the right direction to go in mm-hmm. for harm reduction, as we discussed earlier with Sarah, and for personal freedom as well. So let's see full decriminalization, not just of personal amounts, but of sales, of growing, of manufacturing, of distribution, of possession, all of that stuff. Shouldn't be a crime. Just let people, if you want to sell it in your store, you should be able to sell it. And you shouldn't have to have a license. You shouldn't have to jump through hoops. You shouldn't have to pay giant taxes on the sale of it. You know, when you, yes. like, out in Seattle... I have to go to Seattle often for work, and of course I'm going to go to the pot shots just to check mm-hmm. them out. So I want to see what that looks You've like. You've never been? I I know they haven't done a mass now, yeah. but be- before there was Massachusetts, I really I try to do my best to stay out of Massachusetts. Um, but I have to go to Seattle sometimes, mm-hmm. and they have the pot shops out there. And I bought um I bought like a, one of those little vape cartridges. Just to, I really mm-hmm. want. I'm not really into drugs I, I generally don't like drugs as a rule but weed i'm a little soft on sure. um the tax was 32 percent 32 percent so it's clearly a money-making operation yeah. for the state if we can get rid of that and just make it you know legalized nature kind of huge. philosophy that that would be huge so there's a lot to do but with your help we can make it happen if you're a freedom lover you really ought to check out the free state project or if you're not a joiner just get on up here and get active in whatever areas you think is the most important. There's more on the way here. Your thoughts welcome. Free Talk Live, open phones. If you want to join the show, you can do that. And you can bring up anything you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I did promise the top five and the bottom five. We didn't get to that yet. In the Freedom in the 50 States study. So that's uh, coming up here. And again, 603-283-6160 with you tonight. You've got Ian. And Matt. So here it is from freedominthe50states.org. We uh, we got into the details on why New Hampshire is number one. Florida at number two in the study. Now, they, they're they saying plus or minus zero, which is strange because last year New Hampshire was number two, I think, and Florida was number one. So Florida should be minus one and New Hampshire should be plus one. But mm-hmm. like next to the names of the states, they have like a plus, plus number or a minus number. Uh, Nevada at number three, Tennessee at number four, and South Dakota at number five. Whereas we go down to, oh, by the way, Texas. The supposed free state of Texas. 31. No, it's 21. 21? So it's in the top half, but not impressive. Don't mess with Texas. Uh, Jump all the way down to the bottom of the list. Bottom five, number 46, Oregon. Down six spots from last year. What a shame. Number 47, New Jersey. Actually, the bottom part of the the list here says there hasn't been any any change uh, for the bottom four. New Jersey at number 47, California. At number 48, Hawaii at number 49, and number 50, still number 50. Unbelievable. Good old New York. How sad. How sad. Your former stomping grounds. My former, and, and the land of my, the, where my heart belongs. I mm. love New York. I love New York. You see, it's so, basically- You're from upstate, by the way. I'm from upstate. It's population centers that are literally enslaving the rest of their states. Yep. Oregon, 
is nothing like Portland. Washington is nothing like Seattle. Northern California can't stand being in California. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, Austin, Dallas, you name it. Houston, they yep. have absolute control over the rest of the state. And that's a tragedy. You have city people enslaving country people. By the way, I pulled up the personal freedom rankings here because that that alone is an unusual category. Like, there's a bunch of studies of economic freedom all around the planet. The Fraser Institute does them. There's one called freetheworld.org. They do one. There's probably more that I I can't think of right now. But there aren't a whole lot of places, a lot of uh, organizations that look at personal freedom. Uh, New Hampshire ranks number two on the personal freedom list. Nevada is uh, is number one. So when you just look at personal freedoms, New Hampshire number two. But down at the bottom of the list, I was curious to see, because I know Texas was number 50 last year. So I wanted to mm. see how Texas, because, you know, there's all these people that say, Texas, free state, free state of Texas, let's move to Texas. No, no. If you care about personal freedoms, Texas is actually, well, now the 49th most free state. It has been beaten in worseness by New York. New York now number 50. So it wasn't. New York wasn't number 50 last year, but uh, Texas has moved up one on the charts, apparently, from number 50 to number 49. That's crazy. So Texas is still garbage as far as uh, personal freedom is concerned. If you care about liberty, you got to get to New Hampshire. All right. So in other news, uh, social distancing has been found to not work. Surprise! What? Surprise! No! Stop! Studyfinds.org. But but science! Yeah. Ian! Well, some other science says that... Science! The six-foot rule isn't doing anything to keep people healthy from the University of Cambridge. Wait till they teach you about the masks. They said (laughs) that... Well, they've already shown that that's BS, right? Uh, They said this rule of six feet doesn't protect against catching COVID-19, even outdoors. The team calls the social distancing rule an arbitrary measurement. Shocking that you would get an arbitrary rule from governments. <laughs> it's almost like somebody just picked a number out of their butt and just decided, okay. Here's your law. Uh, the uh, Let's see here. They call, they call the distance arbitrary regarding the absence of masks. It could have been set anywhere between 3 to 10 feet, depending on the risk tolerance of the local public health authority putting out the mandate. Infected individuals spread the virus through coughing, speaking, and even breathing. People expel larger droplets that eventually settle on surfaces or break into smaller aerosols that might float through the air. The study used computer modeling to qualify how these infectious particles travel, and results show coughs vary wildly where it comes to expelling the particles. Scientists say the findings of the f- in the f- physics of fluids underline the continued importance of their propaganda, of course, vaccination and blah, 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 masks, etc. So, of course, they're they're not going to come to the conclusion that, you know, let's just throw the rules out. They still want to have all kinds of government mandates and all that. But absolutely senseless, even though the vaccinations are proven to not actually stop the spread of covid. And now they're saying this new Omicron variant is actually vaccine resistant, but nonetheless and all and actually not very dangerous is what they're also saying oh they're making it sound that way the, though. The, the, the actual data about it says it's not real it's not as bad as the original as far as actual the sickness you get isn't actually as bad but they're cranking i would almost the fear. think that, of course they're cranking course. it up now germany with a uh, unvaccinated lockdown nationwide that just started apparently 
And uh, CDC, according to the Wall Street Journal, is now telling everyone over 18 they should get a booster due to the Omicron variant, even though the Omicron variant is resistant to vaccines. That's what they're saying. They're lunatics. And at the same time, here's a real uh, doozy from the UK. I had this clip from Sajid Javid from the Health and Social Care Secretary in the, in, uh, the UK Parliament. JCVI published its advice in the last hour. First, it advised that the minimum dose interval for booster jabs should be halved from six months to three months. You knew that was coming, right? Yeah, of course. So instead of every six months them telling you you need to get a jab, now they're saying it's every three months. Every now four times a year, they're saying you need to inject this experimental medication because, well, it actually doesn't work as well as they thought it did. They used to say it was 95% effective. Now they're saying it's like less than 45% effective and it's just getting less and less effective. And so now the longer it goes, the less effective it is. So you just got to keep on jacking yourself up on this stuff. Which we should have known this was coming because those, uh, the vaccine proof cards, you know, your, your, Mm -hmm. you know, your, uh, the the ones that allow you to travel if you've got the right numbers filled in there. Um, those, there, there's a vaccine and then there's the second booster is what everybody was getting. The but second or the first? Th- there was the, there was there's like, you know, everybody got the first one and then they got the second one. It right. came in two parts, right? And you had to get them a certain that amount of time. That was fully vaccinated. That was fully vaccinated now originally. It's different. However, even though that was going to be fully vaccinated back then, those CDC cards also had like eight more blank spots <laughs> underneath. Really? Right from the right out of the gate, they had yeah. eight more blanks. So they knew what they were doing when they were right. doing this. This has nothing to do with public health and everything to do with the, about control. And it may and have money. some other and money. money. And there may be some other things going on too. When you have like the world's foremost eugenicists pushing and, you know, depopulationists Open, you mean like Bill Gates? Bill Gates, when they're pushing this thing like crazy, and the original tests on the, uh, what was it, ferrets? The ferrets they tested it on were unable to form uh, placentas. Really? Yeah. And they were just losing entire litters of, of uh, kits. Uh, that's That says to me it's probably, there may be something else going on here other than just you know money. Speaking of money, though, you know the Pfizer and other uh, pharmaceutical executives hearing that now the U.K. government is going to start demanding people get boosters twice as often. That just means twice the revenue, baby. Yeah. But But the funny thing is they're getting paid in money that's more and more worthless. Why do they want to get paid in money that's more and more worthless? Well, I mean, it's not going to go into hyperinflation tomorrow. Probably. Probably. And who knows? Maybe they're buying Bitcoin with it. Oh, God, I hope I not. Know. I hope those suckers aren't touching cryptocurrency. They don't deserve to have a future fortune. A uh, quick uh, quote here from our friend Nobody, who is sadly not allowed to host the show due to ridiculous bail conditions, but Bonnie's been putting together Nobody Quotes of the Day from the past. <laughs> uh, quote, the Republicans also favor bigger government, so why is a big Democrat-run government worse than a big Republican government? There is no difference between these two. Not really, but leftists throughout history have proven to be absolutely more effective at being openly violent towards their populations. The 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 Stalinists, the Stalin regime was absolutely garish. The sure. the, the Hitler regime was absolutely garish. The Maoist was regime, he a leftist? Sure, he's a socialist, national socialism. True. Um, 
I mean, everything was for the greater good. The Maoists, the, 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 what, what do they call that? The, the, it, it was just, they, they murdered like 65 million of their own people. So all the right wing has to show for horror, horrors was one nightmare psychopath in South America dropping communists out of helicopters. Half time tonight. See you tomorrow online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in New Hampshire living free, singing, dancing, and getting arrested. Of course, it's all on video, and the bad guys, the cops, judges, bailiffs, and sheriffs, they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something. You would think we scripted the whole thing, but it's real life. Go ahead and have a watch, and if it's been a while, have another look. I guarantee you'll notice things now that you didn't notice before. And the best part is that you're going to walk away feeling a renewed sense of your own power. You are the master of your destiny, and you will be free in your lifetime. Victimless Crime Spree.